0: Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shineman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. And today, I'm very honored to have Linda Martinez with us. So, Linda, go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you got into the library world.
1: Um, first off, I want to thank Dr. Shunemann for giving me this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit about myself. This is my upcoming, this upcoming year is my 15th year in education. Okay. Um, I had been an elementary school librarian for eight years at John Dodan's Elementary in South, South, South Texas, okay. way by the border. Um, this new year I will be transitioning into a middle school librarian and I'm so excited Great. I feel like I finally graduated elementary <laughs> um, it's been bittersweet like the goodbye uh, especially during this uh, quarantine time I didn't really get to hug my coworkers. workers um, leaving my campus I had, I had been at that campus at Dodines for 14 years that's where I started that's where I became the librarian and now I'm going to a brand new school so I'm really really nervous and really really excited yeah um, the way I became a librarian, uh, it's I was a kinder teacher for uh, six years, and uh, at the time, we had just gotten a new principal, and our new principal, I love her, uh, well, the principal at the time, I'm uh, not saying that I don't love my current principal right now, I do love her too, <laughs> but this principal, she had a different way of, I guess, meeting us, she didn't, she didn't speak to us in the beginning she kind of just observed right. and uh, one day in the hallway she's like i really love the way your kinder students love books they love authors they they know the authors and they love books and they want to read all the time like i really really like that i talked to them during lunch mm-hmm. and i just love their answers she's like how many times do you read to your kids a day and I said, I try to read to them at least three, four times in a school day. That's yeah. the way I, I, I introduce my lessons and things like that. And she's like, I really love that. Um, the librarian is moving to a different school in a couple of weeks. Would you like to become the new librarian? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was I was in a place in my life where I knew I wanted to go back to school to get a master's, but I didn't know in what. and. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about that uh, is I had gone to the UTPA at the time, now it's UTRGV, a graduate fair, and I had gone to every booth at the fair and said, okay, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, (laughs) and what does your program offer? And they would kind of look at me, and they're like, well, what do you do? And I said, I'm a kinder teacher, but I know (laughs) I'm not going to be a kinder teacher forever, so what does your program offer? I went to every booth in that fair that day and there was nothing I liked huh. and library science uh, a, li- a master's in library science isn't offered here at UTRGV or UTP at the time so of course I didn't get the influence of being a librarian there mm-hmm. so it was really um it was just at a perfect time I guess that uh that principal asked me to become the librarian and then I asked her like what do I have to do mm-hmm. and she says well you have to go back to school and you have to get a master's, and I, and I told her that I was looking to get a master's anyway, so that would be perfect, and then that was it, and in a couple of weeks, they transitioned me from, I left my kinder classroom at the end of October, which was really, really sad,
0: Yeah. and uh, I moved into the library, and that's how I became a librarian. Um, I love it. I, I love all the stories where it's, it's somebody recommending um, to the future librarian that, oh, you really should think about that. It's like people see something innately, you know, in you. So that's, that's a beautiful story like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So when you made that transition, when you left kinder and and went into the library, what were those first couple of years like for you? Um, It was really,
1: really hard because uh, as a kinder teacher, when you teach kinder, kinder is all about procedure.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: A lot for young children, that's what it is. And especially the first couple of weeks, it was a lot a procedure of doing things a certain way and the way you train you train the children how you want things to be done in your classroom or how you want them to turn in homework, even how to get up to ask to use the restroom or pencils. And people make fun of me now, especially my family members, because they were like, Linda, you were running like a kinder dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And I said, those kids were so well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went into the library, mind you, um this is early November in a school year, uh my library that I inherited was was it was crazy to me because the librarian before of course didn't have my set procedures and Mm -hmm. she was a wonderful librarian but she um I mean as everybody right now I'm thinking about it I'm leaving my I'm leaving my elementary school library a mess in my own mess and I guess that's what she left me her own mess she knew where things were but I didn't yeah so in the beginning I was really really frazzled I had no idea where to start or what to do, or I didn't know priorities. And since I hadn't started library school, um, I had really no direction. Okay. Uh, Okay. The hardest thing about becoming a a librarian at school is that you're the only one in that position. Mm -hmm. So you don't have anybody to help train you. You don't, the teachers don't know exactly what you're supposed to do. So you're kind of uh, trying to figure out, okay, how do I... How do I help? how do I what do I do? What do I read all day? Do, do I shelve books all day? What do I do? So I think that was the hardest part, learning my role yes. as the librarian mm-hmm. and I re- I in the beginning, I think I tried to follow what the old librarians would do, her schedule, and as I as over the years, I transitioned to become the librarian I am.
0: if that makes sense yeah. 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 So is there something, when you're thinking back, is there something that you wish you had known at the beginning? Um, I wish I wouldn't have stressed out as much.
1: Um, I stressed over everything and anything. And I think that's just my character. I remember when I became a kinder teacher, I knew it was the same. I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And I would stay in my classroom till late at night, trying to make everything perfect for the next day. And I think that's what... I tried to do my first couple of years in the library, I worked really hard to make everything perfect. And I was trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. And um, as people know, in teacher world, there's always that group that's kind of the negative Nellies that you're never gonna make happy. And um, it was just a lot of, well, the old librarian didn't do that. And the old librarian let me do this. And <laughs> so it got to the point, and it, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, okay, that librarian isn't here anymore. Now mm-hmm. you have to deal with me. And in the beginning, it kind of sounded stand- standoffish because they just kept on. They wanted, they wanted to do things and they wanted to bring their kids when it wasn't their time or they just wanted to use this space to play recess because it was air conditioned and it was a large space.
0: It was oh, just different
1: things that they tried to take advantage of. Yeah. And it wasn't everybody in the staff. A lot of the staff was very welcoming because I knew them. It was just those two or three Mm
0: -hmm. that like
1: to push buttons. And I Mm -hmm. think it's like that everywhere, what I've heard.
0: There's always some teachers that are kind of... "Mm." And that's, a, but you know, part of that too was like, you, you had kind of hinted that this was the way things had been done before. So they were just kind of assuming it would still be done that way before. But so you were, you know, having to show them a new vi- a new vision, you know, of what the library was going to be like. Okay. All right. So Linda, so now that you, you've got um, several years of experience under your belt now, what kind of things do you know from experience that are good to work on in the summer? Like, what do you work on this time?
1: In the summer, I know we're supposed to re- uh, reset and rest yes. <laughs> but I'm one of those and I and what I've learned is a lot of librarians are like this because yeah. I'm now I'm in this kind of Twitter library network and yeah they're all working uh, I read a lot I, I catch up on my reading I feel like in the school year there isn't a lot of time to actually read mm-hmm. and uh, I read a lot professionally and I do a lot of the school readings um, have to read the battle books we do battle the books where uh, I'm from so I have to read the five battle books mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big decorator I don't know how that's gonna fly in middle school because <laughs> I've heard middle school doesn't decorate oh. but I'm a big decorator so I always look for themes for um, the upcoming year this last year uh, I did like kind of like country black and white with with plants I had a lot of succulents in my library this past year and I was trying to keep them alive because I heard Heard, succulents were were good without light and that's not true. Uh-oh, you need windows uh, uh, for sunlight and my library had no windows so I was okay. always taking them outside and and making sure the custodians didn't water my plants <laughs> Try to keep them alive. Uh, the year before I did rainbow and I loved it because um, the library was so colorful and I used uh, tablecloth curtain I tablecloth covers the plastic ones from Dollar Tree I made those into curtains
0: oh
1: um, wow. yeah really nice curtains, and they were super colorful, and I I have 26 small windows, so I would just cut them and, you know, crinkle them up, and they looked amazing. Um, I also did curtains out of newspaper. Those looked really, really good. We did, like, a whole uh, sustainability. I'm really big into themes, as you can tell, Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering what my new space is going to be like so I can decorate, So I'm definitely preparing for that. I look at pictures on Facebook of my new library. Um, I read up on ideas to make things simpler for the kids, for my students. Um, this last year, I had always been wanting to do this, but I was so afraid. I wanted to genrefy my fiction section in my in my library, just because I felt like the kids, if a kid wanted to read a historical fiction book and he was in the fiction g section how was he going to find another historical fiction book yeah they were all kind of mixed in and the kids don't have a lot of time to be looking at the back of the books and reading the inside of the covers um poor kiddos they're always testing and things like that and their teacher has them on tight schedules so they don't have that leisure time to come and like actually look for a book that they they like so i felt like we could promote reading more if we genrefied the library. So I read a couple of articles and I dove into it. Um, and it was a project that is a very long project to do. Yes. Um, I was in the middle of genrefied my library and I was hoping to finish at the end of the school year. The kids already kind of knew what the stickers meant. I already had put the genre posters up. So as I was um, marking the books, the kids kind of knew, okay, yellow means it's a horror book. It's a scary mm-hmm. book. I like those. And I wasn't totally finished when quarantine happened. And I think about that now. I'm like, when am I going to go finish that librarians? I mean, my my elementary library, genre framing section. I need, I need to finish that up. So <laughs> even though I'm a middle school librarian, I need to finish my mess,
0: <laughs> my so project. It's already definitely- summer. Are you going to have time to do that before school starts, you think, as you switch over? I- I honestly thought that July would be
1: okay. The way that the cases were in Texas in the beginning uh, before we opened and everything was okay and we didn't have very many cases. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that I was going to be in my old library all of July preparing it for the new librarian so she could have things in order and um, Unfortunately, that's not the case. We have such a big spike in cases that nobody's allowed on campus. So the funny thing is I um, have everything that's getting shipped for my Dodine's library, my old library here. So uh, I have tons of boxes <laughs> in my doorway because I have nowhere else to store them until the um, school year or until they let me go back to Dodynes to pick up stuff and drop off stuff. And so my mom comes in and she's like, where are all these boxes? I said, oh, it's Dodine school stuff. She's like, <laughs> but you're not at donate anymore. I said, I know, but I can't just leave them hanging. I mean, I have to finish what I started. So tons of boxes. I'm supposed to get more,
0: and I'm kind of worried. I don't know where I'm going to put them anymore. I'm going to use them as furniture. But that, that is something that's hard, like if they, for any new librarians listening, when, when you do transfer to a new school, it is so hard because you do want to leave it Right, you know, you want to leave it good, you want to get better than you found it, but it, it's it's hard to do and walk away because there's, it's never-ending projects and ideas, you know, that you're working on. But. Yes, definitely, and
1: um, that genreifying, I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I had raised a lot of money with Book Fair in my uh, library, so we were doing the flexible seating in my own el- elementary library. So those okay. are the big boxes. Um, we had ordered nine bean bags, oh. and they're pretty good size boxes, and only three have been delivered so far. I'm (laughs) awaiting six more to get delivered. My daughters are like, well, can we use them? And I'm like, no, they're for the (laughs) students.
0: (laughs) Too funny, too funny. All right, so you've got, you've had your time of, um, at the elementary level, so when you're looking back at that now, how would you describe the influence a librarian has at an elementary campus? Um, An elementary campus,
1: it's, At least in my district, um, it's very unique because, I mean, again, I don't know if this happens at other elementaries, because I only know my district, but the staffing is very, very, very thin compared to middle schools and high schools in our district. Okay. So um, I'm very strong in technology. Um, On my campus, I was known as the the tech guru. Um, I was also the book recommender on my campus, if you, needed to, if you wanted to read a book or the, or the teachers wanted a new class set for their classroom, yeah. I was the person to go to. And the staff always came to me when they needed help with these items or if they needed me to fix a projector, I was very handy about trying to Google things and figure it out and making projectors work and whiteboards and all these kind of things. The um, jack of all trades, I made movies <laughs> for different things um you name it i kind of did it and um i would push my ideas to the admin and teachers of different things like i had been pushing google classroom for years and they would tell me elementary kids can't do it i'm like yes they can i do it in the <laughs> library they can do it i promise the passwords are really long yes but if we write it in a folder like and i kept on advocating for these things and um the teachers In the beginning, when I first became a librarian, it was like, okay, she doesn't know anything. She taught kinder, kinder, they sing and dance all day. No. And uh, as the years went by and I kept on advocating my, my, my things, my technologies and my books and my reading, uh, teachers started to listen. I always, I always, as a new librarian, always go for those young, new teachers because they're easily influenced. They're lost. They don't know what they're doing either. So, um, team up with them. Yeah. Because they'll go along with your crazy ideas. They <laughs> so that's kind of what I did. The younger teachers, I would get them. And then when those teachers were doing something awesome, of course, the other teachers were like, oh, well, we want to do it too. Why didn't you ask us? You're right. I did, but you didn't want to. Uh, so it was always, I always tried to find those newer teachers that are always willing to do something innovative and crazy at the time. Um, but what I found out is that in the beginning of the school year, I always tried to do kind of some PD for my, my teachers and my teachers thought it was great. They would ask questions. They would take it. And then when the school year started, teachers go into survival mode.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: trying to get their new class. Um, they're getting to know them. They're getting to know the parents, you know, they're getting, they're getting the curriculum so they're trying to figure out what, what level their kids are at. And I call it where they go into survival mode. And they kind of disregard all that new stuff they learned, all that new neat stuff, and they rely back on what they know that will work trying to teach that curriculum. So I felt like that was always something that the teachers did. And um, I'm kind of grateful, not grateful in the pandemic as, I mean, all the tragedy it's caused, but it's kind of made my teachers use being forced to use all these technology programs
0: yeah
1: and that's when especially in my district the librarians really shines during this time because when it was like when the teachers were forced to learn google classroom overnight the librarians knew librarians in my district knew and um those first two weeks after i mean after i mean when we went to remote learning i was working 18 19 hour days trying to get kids logged in, teachers set up, because the teachers had no clue what they were doing. And I was the only one that did. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really tough on me trying to help everybody and answer parents' questions. So I would sit on my, my living room, I would alternate from my living room couch to my, my dining room, because I don't have an office here. Uh, And that's how I went back and forth trying to, I would sit, trying to figure out how to make interactive worksheets for the teachers, you know, teaching them. I was using a lot of Screencastify. So going on to middle school now, um, I feel the the principal, the principal and the assistant principal that, that interviewed me and hired me, they know that I'm a strong, they, they know I'm very strong in technology and they know I'm strong with the ELA uh, curriculum. So they have already asked me, I've already met with their um, ELA department once, got to meet them, got to see their YAG, the Year At of Scope, and they just asked me to um, try to come up with ideas to get the kids reading again. They Apparently, at the, the middle school that I'm going to, they had a lot of readers, and they've had a big decline over the years, so that's what I'm working on right now.
0: Okay. I'm trying to look for new
1: books, kind of The books that they have in their curriculum or the books that they have in that they would read out loud and i'm not bashing the classics at all because i love i love a lot of those classics um i'm just trying to get some books that are more this time with subjects that maybe the kids
0: would be a little bit more interested in yeah do you has your district made the decision yet of how you're opening like are you online face-to-face hybrid mm -hmm. No uh, we haven't.
1: Uh, They haven't. Uh, Right now I know Central Office is on a two-week break and uh, so they haven't decided how we are going to go back. I know that my contract originally was supposed to start August 4th. It got pushed back to August 11th. Okay. So um, that's all I know that I start August 11th Um, but we we don't know I, they sent out a survey to parents and teachers of how would we, we, how would we, we, (laughs) be? They sent a survey out to teachers and parents, how we would like to start, whether it would, it would be, uh, in-person, the hybrid, which is a combination of, uh, in-person and virtual and just total virtual. Mm -hmm. I know a Mm -hmm. lot of parents that are parents from my district are all, they're all choosing virtual for different reasons. Um, and I, I know a lot of staff is concerned also for their health and for the health of their families, so yeah. we're just waiting. I know uh, neighboring districts have already released what they're
0: doing, but we haven't. We're we're still sitting and waiting. Yeah, I was just curious because, you know, thinking about how, will your library be open? Will you be getting physical books, you know, to the kids? And this morning I actually saw an article from Shannon Miller and she's taking the idea of like Grubhub, but she's turning it into book hub where the kids- I saw that. Cute. Um, So what a cute way, um, even if they're not physically able to come, you can still gather things. Cause you're- kind of uh, had a quick sneak
1: peek of my library and I got to talk to the teachers and um, the, I didn't know the librarian that I'm replacing, she retired. I didn't know her very well, but, they said that she was a very, very sweet lady, but she did push a lot of the AR and the ZPDs and making sure kids read exactly on their levels. Yeah. And I didn't see a lot of graphic novels in the library. I didn't, I, I, or picture books. I didn't see any of that. And I understand where people are, okay, they're middle school, they're a little bit more grown, but I think the kids really like, graphic novels, and picture books. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very popular.
0: I would agree so with that.
1: Yeah, so that's something I do want to add into the library. I didn't see any, I did get access to her destiny, and I was looking up some just common ones, kind of like Dogman, mm-hmm. you know, Captain Underpants, mangas, and I didn't see any in her catalog, so, or my new catalog, so that's something definitely I want to work on. I know when I did meet with the LE teachers, they, um, they did tell me that, kids would try to check out books that were not their level and it would it was discouraged mm-hmm. so they they just they asked me for my opinion on that and I told them at the end of the day if a kid is reading the kid is reading right so why are we going to take away a book if the kid wants to read Mo Williams all day let them Mo Williams is awesome
0: yeah
1: funny yeah. love that pig and elephant
0: I always try to push the idea of you know you can have your your rules for the classroom, but then let me have the rules also for my library. You know because I'm I'm building um, lifelong readers. You know th- that are going to be reading for the rest of their life. So yeah, I, I I agree with you on that part. All right. Well, you have shared so many ideas, Linda. Um, so many different things that you've done. What are some of the lessons as you're looking back at that time now that that you have learned? Um, just with your role as a librarian? Where do I even
1: start? Um, I always tell teachers, well I always advocate for new people to be flexible. Um, In elementary life a lot of things happen and since we do have sometimes a much larger space than classrooms if an AC breaks down or the whole wing in an AC breaks down sometimes they'll use your library to come in. And um, my principal would come and ask me, Linda, this is going on, like, can we use your library? And there was times that I wanted to say no, because this is my space. And how dare they come and invade my space? But at the end of the day, over the years, I've learned that um, you have to be flexible. Don't fight the little stuff. Yeah. Uh, pick your battles. It, because I know that later on, if I had something going on in my library and the, the principal came in and asked me and I told her, no, I can't because I have this going on. She respected me. It wasn't where, oh no, Linda, you have to do this. Right. Um, so I got, I had a lot of respect for my principal when I advocated for my things and she didn't think I was just whining or complaining or just asking for things. Um, she really took it into consideration because she knew that I was willing to help the school. I was willing to help her so when they were short on lunch duty hey linda can you cover lunch duty for 30 minutes please please please, please, please. and i'm like okay but you can't bother me from this time because i have this going on and she understood or even if i said no i can't do lunch duty because i'm doing this she she understood because she knew i wouldn't um i wouldn't not show up for her if it was just if i was doing nothing yeah. or i had nothing planned so uh i always tell people to be flexible and i kind of I have had. Being at Jodan's Elementary through the 14 years, I've had five different principals. Wow. So trying to learn their different personalities, and I, this was a big one. I always tried to be flexible with this uh, to the point where they wouldn't take advantage of me because I felt like if you give too much sometimes, they just, okay, Linda will always say yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stood up for my things. Oh, no, I have this lesson going on, or no, I'm seeing this kinder class. I haven't seen them this week. I have to see them. So she would understand, and most of them did. Um, So being flexible is a big one. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes things don't go always as planned. Uh, There was times that a teacher would come to me and say, hey Linda, um, I have this going on during my library time this week. Is it okay if I pair up with this other class? We promise we'll be good, you know, (laughs) as you have two or three classes in there. And yeah, I mean, they kept their under the word. They, I mean, their, their, their word that they would stay there with me and they would help out and And, you know, I had that rapport with teachers where they knew that I was there to help them also. So I wasn't just one that says, no, you have to come at your library time and it's too bad. Um, So be flexible. And sometimes, I mean, it doesn't always go the way it's supposed to go, but it's okay, it's okay. As long (laughs) as the kids had fun, it's okay. Um, I also say to be active. Um, I know that when I started, there was a rumor in my district that they were going to get rid of the librarians and put um aids because all we did was circulate books and my first year being the librarian that's kind of what i did i was following what my previous librarian did where she did a story time and the kids did an activity and then um they would just check out books and i felt like i got this really expensive masters And I'm more useful than just standing behind a desk, scanning in books. Amen. (laughs) So I can totally understand where my district is saying, okay, we are going to replace you with somebody that scans in books all day. Like I understood. So what I did in my elementary library, I got this idea from the um, McAllen Public Library. They have a self circulation. I thought this is so cool. My kids could do this. So I set up two computers in the back of my library and they had two scanners and one computer was only check in books. And that was really hard to teach kids. You're bringing them into the library. And then the other computer was marked check out and they you would take those books out of the library. And we had little signs. And for the first couple of years, it, it was rocky. The kids didn't know what they were doing or they wouldn't scan their folder with their barcodes. And I mean, things would go wrong, of course. But uh, it worked. So after a while, you would get one student that really knew what he was doing. He would stand there and kind of watch, oversee the other kids uh, self-circulating, making sure they did things right. And I was able to go around and help kids look for books, uh, recommend things to the teacher, just talk to kids. I got to learn so much about kids just doing that because it freed up my time from standing behind a desk scanning books. Right. So did you do
0: that all the way down even with your Kinders? How, how young did you do it?
1: We did it all the way down to our first graders. In our district, kinder and pre-K don't check out books.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So we did it all the way down to first graders. So basically their barcode number was on their um, folder. They had a reading folder and we would disconnect like the, all the mice and the keyboards. So all there was on the computers was the, the actual screen monitor and the scanners. So they okay. couldn't press anything or exit the program out or anything like that. Okay. So um, we put, we use Destiny, of course, and uh, it was just on the circulation screens and the kids would scan their folders in and then, well, to check in, they didn't have to scan in their folders. They would just scan in the book and there was a cart next to them. And then to check out, they would scan their folder first and then um, scan their books. And then they had a little card that said reset and it would reset them. So nobody else scan anything under their name oh
0: okay i haven't heard about that so is it a barcode that says reset or what what is
1: yeah the when you print out the circulation barcodes at the bottom it gives you the option if you want to print the reset barcode and there's a and you just because i've left the mouse there and what kids will do is they'll accidentally x x, x out yeah and then they're like Miss, yes, we can't check out books because somebody or of course they'll tell me who did it yeah. uh so and so xed out and the kids really very guilty and i'm like it's okay <laughs> and before um i would have to get out a keyboard and get out a mouse to um to type it up all back in plug everything back in but uh two years ago i got a uh, land school to um i got the techies to inso- install land school onto my computer and i can control the computers remotely Ah, so mm-hmm. I would just go to my circulation desk computer or my, my desk computer, and I would uh, log in the computers through there, okay. which is a lot easier.
0: Yes, I'm sure that was. All right. So when we were talking a little bit before um, we started our interview today, you, you were talking about some of the lessons that you've learned, um, like that you realized that you really weren't documenting a lot um, of what you had done. So talk a little bit about, about the importance of, of documenting. Um, as a new librarian, again, I, I came
1: up with all these ideas and I was always trying to get the kids involved and teachers involved and I did a lot of things that I can remember and looking back at it all. I don't have much documentation pictures. I wasn't very good at advocating for myself in our social media worlds. Okay. Um, if you look into our district. I'm not one of the librarians or li- or school, school libraries that are highlighted because I don't uh, take pictures. I don't put myself out there like I should because I've come to realize that I've done a lot of really, really cool things. Um, and that's one of my biggest regrets now and my lessons learned. I uh, now becoming a middle school librarian, I know that I need to put myself out there and I need to advocate because me being my librarian and uh, my fellow district li- my father my fellow librarians in my district uh, We're doing a lot of really really great things mm-hmm. And it's really important to put these on social media and to share and even make newsletters for your campus To share with um, other parents and other teachers to see, to show what you're doing because a lot of times um, librarians have that stereotype that we do nothing all day that we're behind a computer I'm behind that circulation desk scanning. And I know that's not what librarians are doing. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what we're doing. Um, But our job is very tedious and it does require a lot of time on the computer and people don't understand since you're the only person on your campus that understands what you're doing and knows Mm -hmm. what you're doing. So it's very, very, very important to document everything. Um, Take pictures. If you are like me that forget to take pictures because you're so excited, the kids are so engaged, Tell somebody, tell the teacher. Have give the phone to one of the kids mm-hmm. because that was my biggest downfall. If I I don't have a lot of pictures, I don't, and I'm really really sad about that. Because yeah. my library, and especially since now I'm leaving Dodds, I think I'm thinking of all the things that we've done and all the memories that are that I've made, and I don't have pictures of that. Why don't I have pictures of that? That was really cool, Linda. Why didn't you have pictures of that? Um. So it's very important to take pictures, take a couple of pictures, have somebody do it, a teacher. Uh, I don't have an aide in my library, so I can't assign that to my aide, but just, Mm -hmm. yes, take the
0: pictures. Yeah. I don't remember which person I interviewed, but somebody I had interviewed, I think they were working with middle school. They kept like an iPad out and the, the kids could have access to it for taking pictures all day long, you know, like the, and almost like they were like a media person, you know, like a photo person. Um, and then the, at the end of the day or the end of the week, the, the librarian went through them and found ones then to post on the school Instagram or, the, you know, post on the schools, whatever. I thought that was an interesting idea to kind of take it, take the pressure off of you because it is hard when you're in the middle of, you know, leading something and doing something. So maybe consider that. that. That's a really, really cool idea. I'm, I'm thinking of like
1: picture of the day on the library um, Instagram page. Something like that.
0: That would be a neat idea. Now that your kids are older, start, as long as it didn't, don't have it connected to the social media. So and they definitely. can find you with what they post.
1: <laughs> and that's another thing. It was kind of like, it didn't take pictures because in elementary, we don't do social media. The kids usually don't have cell phones or if they do, they're instructed to put them away and nobody sees them. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why it was like, never... Social media wasn't very important to me to advocate for my library, and now I I definitely know the error of my ways. Yeah. Uh, I haven't started the new school year yet, but I already have a Liberty Middle School um, library page. I have a couple of posts up. I've made a professional Twitter. Yeah, uh, I had Twitter for years uh, personally, but I didn't use it very much, and I started using it again. I had to use it in library school, and then uh, I again I. I didn't use it anymore after library school. And I made a, a new one right now a couple of months ago. So uh, I'm excited because I'm learning a lot on Twitter. I, yeah. I'm learning a lot on Twitter, Twitter and TikTok, believe it or not. TikTok, I'm learning a lot too, but not library stuff. And TikTok, I, I, I take care of plants and um, I'm a crafter. So I learn a lot of my plant tricks and
0: tips on there. So you, you, what you're really doing a lot of right now is branding yourself. You know, you're creating a professional image, you know, of who you are and what you do. And that, that's really, really important. So as new librarians, that's something they need to start thinking about. Um, and, and photos are a big part of that. Um, even as you would have gone and interviewed, you know, for your new job, you could have, you could have used, you know, some photos to kind of showcase, you know, some of the things um, that you have done. So
1: you're exactly right on that. Uh, when I was, preparing to interview I wanted to make a digital a digital portfolio of all the activities I did in my library as an elementary school librarian and I didn't have any so it's I mean it's like what they say a picture paints a thousand words Mm -hmm. uh if I know that if I would have shown pictures of what I'd done it I would have been yay I love her like look at everything she's done and and I mean I got the job but I think (laughs) I think I would have made a much better impression if you know, if I had all these pictures. Yes, yeah, so yes.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you've mentioned Twitter, you mentioned TikTok. Is there anything else that you really have as a go-to when you're looking for ideas to help you, you grow? Ideas, um, yeah, I, for
1: TikTok, not so much for library ideas. I, I again, I use that for my cricket and my plants. I do a lot of Twitter. Twitter has a lot of useful information, lots of good stuff. Uh, I, I am a part of a couple of Facebook groups that I follow and they post tons of ideas and, uh, and tips. I just joined that Bitmoji for Educators One. They are very, very helpful if you're into Bitmojis on Facebook. I like, uh, I follow Instagram. I follow a couple libraries also on Instagram and look at their ideas and the, even just the way they, they share things, uh, the way they create flyers mm-hmm. and the way they post things. Um, my go-to for making all these things is Canva. Canva. I've been using Canva before I got the educator accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using Canva for everything and I would buy the little images when I would make things so even i designed this last year i designed our our new school shirt at the elementary really cute yeah. and we, everything was talking about copyright so my principal was like oh wait did you steal these images off the the internet i'm like no i used canva and i paid for this one and this one
0: yeah
1: so i'm very i'm very very grateful that canva decided to unlock everything for educators because i use that on the on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh per, i use it professionally i use it Personally, um, I make flyers all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Canva. Love it. Love it. So easy to use. And uh, so if a new librarian does not have a Canva account, go get yourself a Canva account because that saves you so much time. The templates there are so good.
0: If you haven't used it before, Canva, like she just said, the word template, it's literally drag and drop. You find the the template that looks attractive to you. You drag in a new photo, type in your new words, you know, on top of it. It's just so easy. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Linda, you have shared so many awesome ideas with everybody today. So if they want to find you on social media, where, where will they find you most active? Uh, on
1: social media, I'm definitely on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, it's more personal, but if you want to become friends with me, you definitely will friend you. Um, I'm Linda Autumn on Facebook and I chose Linda Autumn. That's my middle name, Linda Autumn. I leave out my last name because my la- my name is very common, Linda Martinez, especially down here where I live, and uh, the kids find me very quickly. <laughs> so I don't, I never wanted my students to find me. So uh, even though I'm private, they'll still request me, and then on Monday morning they'll ask me, "Miss, I requested you on Facebook," and I'm like, "Uh,"
0: because how do you tell a
1: little one, I I can't be friends with you," yeah, because um, I mean they're not trying to do anything in malice, but or uh, malicious. Mm-hmm. And it breaks a little heart when you tell them, oh, I can't be friends with you. So I, the kids usually don't know my middle name. So I'm Linda Autumn on Facebook. Instagram, I am, I don't, is there an Instagram on you? Yeah, a uh, librarian, Linda Ilm. Oh, Instagram? No, you don't have that on there. Oh, I don't have a, I don't even know my Instagram. Everybody knows me as Linda the Librarian and those handles are all taken <laughs> so on instagram i am linda the librarian rgb because i'm from the rio grande valley okay and it's all together linda the librarian rgb okay. on twitter i'm at library linda m and wakelet has changed my life Bye. because i'm one of those people that opens things and looks at pages and, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then five months later, opens something else. Oh, that is amazing. I'm going to do that with my students. And then when it's going back to actually doing it with your students or trying to remember the idea, I don't. And I don't remember what page I clicked on. And I don't remember the site it was on. Was it Instagram or Twitter? I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wakelet, especially when it's on my phone. If I'm seeing something, oh, that is amazing. Wakelet, I automatically I can save that picture or I can save that link to Wakelet and I have little albums now. So I have a Crooked tips and tricks Wakelet. I have uh, books that I, books I need to read or people are recommending books on either, on any of these social medias and I'll just save them to Wakelet and I can remember. So I go back to my Wakelet and I open up these little albums and, uh, I can see, or my or they're called collections in Wakelet, I'm sorry, collections, and I can see all the tips and tricks, I'm like, that's the way you do it. Good, that's a good so, tip. Yes, yeah, so Wakelet is amazing, especially if you're like me, that has a million things in your head, and you ha- are a scatterbrain, because that's, uh, that's another one of my faults, I'm a scatterbrain, I'm all over the place, I want to do so many things at once, and I never slow down, so I forget things. Okay, um so wakelet has been a lifesaver i save everything into my collections like i say and then i go back and i can go and review the collections and i can and it takes you to the links and it's amazing so if you don't have wakelet get wakelet jump on that wakelet wave wave that's what they're promoting
0: uh love it well awesome tips to close out our time linda thank you so much for your time today and, and i look forward to following you and i, I wish you the very best in your transitioning to your new middle school it'd be exciting change so. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you another time. Have a great day. See you next time. Thank you. Bye.